when we look at trying to find places for people to live, trying to find affordable rents, because we've seen rents rise in this city. We've seen rents rise absolutely everywhere. What exactly can municipalities do? Well, this is something that our next guest has thought long and hard about. Sam Trasso is with the Faculty of Law and Faculty of Media and Information Studies at Western University and joins us now. Sam, how are things today? Oh, everything's, everything's going really well. I just got out of my meeting, and I'm looking forward to talking to you about this. Well, let's kind of dig in. Where do you see an important jumping-off point when it comes to trying to deal with the cost of renting any kind of dwelling these days? Well, the, the, first, the first point is that uh, the rent controls, which need to be strengthened, I, I, w- I would agree, disagree with the last speaker, certain things have to be done by the province. There are certain things the municipality can't do. So first and foremost, we have to get rid of, we have to eliminate vacancy decontrol. Because the problem with vacancy decontrol is the landlords have an incentive to keep a high turnover. The landlords have an incentive to get the tenant out so they can raise the rent to what the market will bear. And right now what we're seeing is that what the market will bear is, is very ugly for people who are trying to put a roof over their heads. So before we get to the question of municipalities, that's a very, very central piece of provincial legislation that, that needs to be enacted. There was, a, there was a bill, Bill 21, was, uh, was, 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 on, was, on, was on the floor last year, and it was, it was voted down by the government. But um, vacancy decontrol is, is the source of a lot of problems. Now, would you look at rent control as as having that under its umbrella yes it it's it, a vac- the, the question of vacancy decontrol goes to the question of whether or not the uh individual tenancy is being regulated or whether the rental unit as as, as itself is being and is being regulated and true rent control needs needs to go to the rental unit it can't just go to the individual tenant because what we see is these very erratic breaks between tenants where the landlords are uh, where the landlords are, are, are raising are raising the rents excessively now the problem with that is this is being done in the context of tenants being pushed out of their units and we've seen many examples of that in the press here in London and we've seen many examples of that throughout throughout the province we need to eliminate any incentive that the landlord has to have the tenant vacate the unit. We want stable neighborhoods. We want people to have security of tenure. It, 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 there's benefits here beyond just the individual tenant when you look at the uh, sort of entire neighborhood uh, uh, situation. We're talking with Sam Trazo from the Faculty of Law and Faculty of Media and Information Studies at Western University. So from the economist standpoint, you shouldn't have rent controls because if you allow, obviously, as with just about anything in supply and demand, if you allow the supply and demand to look after themselves, rent costs should come down, whereas rent controls will put a price on it. How come you don't see that as being something that that we can live within right now? 
Well, for one thing, I consider housing to be more along the lines of a basic human need. Whether you want to characterize it as a human right or not, it's not something that we should leave to the vagaries of the market. It's too important for for people's lives. The other thing is we see so many distortions in the market right now in terms of people coming to London from other places, in terms of investors seeing rental properties as a a good target, uh, especially if they can eliminate the lower rents. So I don't I don't think this sort sort of pure market approach is 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 any more appropriate for the for for rental for rental housing than it is for health care. That's an interesting point, that if we look at it as being a commodity, that's one thing. If we look at it as being a human need or a human right, that's a different kind of category. Yes, and the, the economists are always looking at things from the point of view of, well, let's make certain assumptions about how we have perfect market conditions, and uh, let's just apply this one-size-fits-all efficiency model to all sorts of different commodities. And certain things just have to be taken outside of the market because they're so essential to the human condition. Well, I mean, we could certainly put housing, roof over your head, as being one of those things. So how do we combat what we've seen? Because, Sam, we're seeing this all over the world where and we brought it up in our last conversation and, you know, there's nowhere to, to really go with it, but you have big corporations that are coming in. They will buy an apartment building. They will fix it up, and then they will charge higher rents because, hey, it's – it's more luxury living, and we've seen this happen in every city around the world, it seems. And, and that, that drive to make something that you can charge more money for has been there. Or, like you say, you have investors that will come in and use this as an investment. So are we looking at horse out of the barn, horse out of the corral, or can you see things that may help this? I, I see many things that can help things. Uh, I've been very positive that different levels of government, federal and provincial and municipal, uh, although I think you wanted to talk about municipal today, and I hope we can get to that, all the different levels of government have a role to play in terms of making it more, 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 more easier for, for, for people to be able to put a roof over their head without having to be spending uh, 70% of their income, or in many cases, money that they, don't, money that they, just, that they just don't have. Um, so provincially, I think these rent controls are very important. There are a number of tools that cities have under Ontario law that I think could be more effectively employed. And I think there's been some good discussion in London so far about getting started on some of these issues. But I think the council is going to have to follow through. Uh, when, whenever uh, a, government, a government entity wants to regulate the ability for the private market to make profit in housing, there's going to be so much pushback. And we, we, we see that every time here in London, every time there's some type of uh, proposal to maybe, maybe make it a little harder to uh, speculate or a little harder to uh, rent out rooms in, in houses that you uh, don't, don't occupy or, or make it harder to own uh, more than one property uh, and, and, and get the same benefits. Part of, this, part of this is inherent in the tax structure, but part of it is also, I think, the ability of municipalities to sort of marshal their, their, their resources, their legal resources, and say, we could be doing a much better job with code enforcement. 
I mean, look at the story that was just in the London Free Press today, where where this 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 landlord on the on the on the east side would just allowed a place to be overcrowded and deteriorated, and there was a, there was there was fire safety hazards, and there was almost there was almost a tragedy there, and the, the city knew about this. The city could be doing a much better job in terms of enforcing the laws that actually we already have on the books. So yes, we need some new tools. They're there. Um, but there are also the, 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 some very good laws that we already have on the books that are not being uh, r- really uh, adequately enforced. Because what happened on Hillcrest, and I'm, I'm referring to the paper today, that was just a travesty. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. We'll be talking about that later on in the show as well. Sam Trosso joining us from the Faculty of Law and Faculty of Media and Information Studies at Western University. So you've outlined some of the things that municipalities can do why do you think they're not necessarily doing those well i i think that there is a lot of um okay i think i think the um development industry and the landlord industry in this town and, and other towns it's not just london have a lot of lobbying power and i think that there is a very very uh, strong concern that we don't want to stand in the in the way of the ability of, of the housing industry to create more units and I think sometimes that results in us not taking as fulsome of a, of, of a regulatory approach as we, as we could take. Like for we want to build more housing, but how many more luxury units do we need? We're building luxury units on the edge of downtown. We're building. You, you see the signs going up all, all all over the place with apartment buildings that they're luxury units. The city has to do a better job in terms of uh, in, 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 in 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 terms of requiring developers to to set aside more units for for affordable for affordable occupancy now we may need to tweak the laws in order to do that but ultimately it really comes down to a question of the city putting resources which i know they want to do i know the people on city council all want to solve this problem but i think it's a question of what can what can we do to um to make it to make it a little easier for people to find units that are affordable. And again, I think the first thing we want to do is stop kicking out, stop kicking people out from units that are already affordable for them. Right. Well, I mean, we see that word luxury everywhere. You can go to any city, any town, and everybody thinks, oh, well, you know, if we we really push that luxury, that's what people want to live in. That's what people want to live in. When do we look at what people can live in? Right. We need other types of housing options besides market rate uh, and luxury and luxury housing. And I think it's going to take a certain amount of political will to do that. And I, I, I hope we'll have that because I think we can do much better in London. Sam, anything else you want to add to the discussion? Um, no, I, I appreciate you contacting me. And I'm sorry I missed the last segment, but I've been working on rent control issues for a long time. And this, this is an argument that's made by um, mainstream economists uh, quite a bit. So I'm not surprised to hear that. Sam, really appreciate you bringing this other side to it. Okay, thank you. That's Sam Trosso. Sam is with the Faculty of Law and Faculty of Information and Media Studies at Western University and has been looking at renting and rent costs in a big way. And so presenting that side, do we have to come to a point? And it is one thing, if we're going to say that properties are commodities, and that's roughly all they are, Properties are commodities. If you own a house, if you own a house or an apartment that you are renting out, 
that's a commodity. That's that's for you to deal with, and supply and demand will cover it off. That makes perfect sense. But when do we come to a point where we say, yeah, that's fine, but you can't use that just it is a commodity? What if we have to look at it that it is an inherent right to have a roof over your head? How much does that change it? And as much as you want to deal with the developers and the developers want to make the nicest things and sell that for the highest price and you can't fault them for that, that's what they're in it for. What do we do in order to kind of collect up anybody who right now is not at a point where they can own luxury but is not at a point where they are already getting some kind of government support for housing? There is a chasm there. And we keep hearing that that chasm is growing. How do we address that? And that's a question that now we can turn to municipalities like London and say, okay, what is the plan? And London does have plans for this, and we have been hearing this. So where do we go next? 